The Denver Broncos appear to have a lot of interest in the wide receiver position. Is Sean Payton going all in in his first year as the Denver Broncos head coach? You get that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, Broncos country? Welcome into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in, making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. We appreciate you so much to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. We have it covered every single day, all year long. This episode of Lockdown Broncos is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM to download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to the franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON in all caps in the game. I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. Joined alongside, as always, by my co-host and good friend, Sarah Bettinger, expert, predominantlyorange.com. Sarah, a lot of the conversation right now that seems to be dominating in Broncos country has everything to do with wide receiver, right? For the last few weeks, we've heard trade rumors surrounding Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. We've heard of Broncos' interest in potential free agent wide receivers. And I think everybody believes, okay, hey, look, Denver's looking to move on from one guy at least. That could be the case, but also may not be the case as well. And I can't wait to break it all down with you here today. Let's talk about it from this angle. I mean, Denver has shown interest in wide receivers in free agency. Let's talk about maybe why they may be looking to move on from a guy and maybe why they may not be looking to move on from a guy, maybe looking to just add a guy to that room. It's a really interesting subject, isn't it, Cody? Because we've heard the Broncos specifically talking about a guy like Alan Lazard, right? He signed a four-year, $44 million deal with the New York Jets. And after that deal kind of came to to pass, it came out that the Broncos were aggressively pursuing Lazard, that they wanted to try to sign him. And what did that all involve? Like, did it involve keeping Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and, and KJ Hamler and Tim Patrick and all? Did they just want to add you know, Alan Lazard to the mix. It's really interesting because we got an article from Mike Kliss on Monday afternoon where he kind of talked about the New England Patriots may have been close to trading for Jerry Judy before they pivoted and signed Juju Smith-Schuster. Don't know that there's that's necessarily a one-for-one trade-off there for the Patriots, but I guess that's kind of the way he wrote it. Sounds like the Patriots moved off a Jerry Judy trade and moved on to Juju Smith-Schuster. So, like, what alternate universe uh, would we be living in here would it be something like you know alan lazard plus judy plus sutton plus tim patrick or would it be more of a alan lazard and you swap out a jerry judy in that potential patriots trade that didn't happen i'm really fascinated by all of this cody because i think we'd like to to see the broncos add to this group not necessarily subtract from it but what an alternate universe that would be right uh lazard sutton tim patrick that would be like you know you you just be getting ready to be bullied i guess on every single play from the wide receiver position but it certainly wouldn't give you the most diverse group of players in terms of their skill set so really interested by all of these developments but i think it starts with that first rumor that came out or that first report. And it wasn't just one report. It was multiple reports from different outlets that the Broncos did have interest in Alan Lazard and bringing him in. 
We also found out this week that uh, the Broncos were talking with Adam Thielen. There was some interest there. And I mean, it's easy to make the connection, right, with George Payton in his time spending there in Minnesota knows all about Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen knows about George Payton. But on the flip side of things, too, it's about situation, which was interesting because Thielen said that he believes that Carolina can win a Super Bowl. Look, they've assembled a super staff, in my opinion, on paper. They got some really good defensive coaches, including Ejiro Evro. They're going to have the number one overall pick. I mean, they've made some power moves to really set themselves up to be in a great position, not to mention they have a really, really damn good defense. We all know that. On on top of that, though, so Thielen goes there. Denver has interest in him, which kind of goes to my point there. Like, obviously, like Denver is looking at wide receivers, right? Does it mean that they're looking to offset? I mean, the fact that Denver hasn't traded away a wide receiver at this point, I mean, it could still happen at any moment, right? I mean, it could even happen the moment after the show records, airs, and Broncos country gets to consume it. But for me, it also, I think there is a possibility. It also means that Denver is not looking to maybe offset any of their receivers. They're just looking to add, right? And you and I have talked about this. In each of the last three seasons, the Broncos have had one of their top wide receivers, whether it be Cortland, Jerry, KJ, or Tim, or four, we could say top four, have a major injury that has sidelined them for a season or has impacted them significantly, right? And we've seen when that's happened, Denver has always just had, okay, well, you have Jerry Judy, you have Cortland Sutton. That was a story last year. You have those two guys and you're hoping that Kendall Hinton, you know, he's coming up and he's making plays. In my opinion, this also speaks to me that in the event something like that were to happen, Denver and Sean Payton, they're looking for an option that, hey, if they were to lose a guy with an injury, they're not necessarily worrying about maybe having to go out there and, you know, find a, you know, a street free agent. They can bring in a guy right now and maybe just have a loaded wide receiver room. It's possible. And there are a multitude of guys I know we'll discuss in the show, Sarah, that in my opinion, they're probably going to be looking to play on a prove it deal in a sense. And we've seen that with several guys around the NFL at different positions. This time of NFL free agency is where guys take prove it deals because the market doesn't materialize to what they had hoped for initially going into free agency. So I do think it's important to make note of that. I do too, Cody. I think it's important for the Broncos to stack the deck at that position, right? Last offseason, the last few offseasons, I think they've gotten a little too casual about, well, let's just see how things play out with the group that we have. And that seems to be the mindset of a lot of people that I interact with too, which is fine, I guess. You know, it's not a big deal to really say like, hey, I like the guys we have. And that's the direction the team has gone. So it's it's also not incorrect to be thinking like that. But I do think you really want to stack the deck. If you can get some guys on on short-term deals, you know, if the price is right, we've said that before, you know, come on down. Let's get these guys in the mix if you can figure out how to make it work. Now, a guy like Alan Lazard, a guy like Adam Thielen, I think you are looking at multi-year deals with both of those guys. So the Broncos' interest there is fascinating from that perspective but now you pivot to to other things right now you pivot to maybe that you know, guys that are interested in the one year flyer type of deals right that they're interested in getting to next year's free agency because they're maybe coming off at a year where they were struggling with injuries or where they had a down year statistically or whatever the case may be I'm really interested to see the Broncos. I really hope they stack the deck. That's that's what I'm hoping for because we have seen too much of, with all due respects to guys like Kendall Hinton, Jalen Virgil, 
Brandon Johnson, Freddie Swain, uh, Montrell Washington. No offense. I don't want to be seeing those guys out on the field. And I know Freddie Swain's not on the Broncos anymore. Nobody needs to go in the comments. I know he's on the Dolphins. But you get what I'm saying, right? What I'm saying is that the Broncos didn't stack the deck. They got to a point where they were one injury away in training camp from kind of being in disaster mode at the position going into the season. And then what happens? Well, you lose KJ Hamler. You you have Jerry Judy struggles with injuries a couple of weeks throughout the season, et cetera, et cetera. When you have those type of situations popping up, you don't set yourself up very well by just passing all throughout the offseason saying, oh, no, we're going to roll with the guys that we got, right? We got a we got a good top four on paper. Well, on paper only matters, you know, I guess in the short term. I think if you want to look good on paper, you might as well look even better on paper by adding some more guys to the mix. Can't it, it, You honestly can't go wrong by adding more guys there, right? More insurance policies, guys who are proven because then they don't have as much of a learning curve. And we're going to get into that on today's episode of the show. Who are some impact wide receivers that are available still in free agency that maybe Denver could take some interest in as things materialize further in NFL free agency. You get that on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there at FanDuel. And the tournament is heating up and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Who are some impact wide receivers that are still available in NFL free agency? Maybe some players who would be considered big splashes despite a lot of the big splashes already occurring. Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. If you're watching this video on YouTube right now, please do us a favor. Hit that like button. Comment on the video down below and engage with other members of Broncos country. It helps this show grow even more to more members in Broncos country. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen or to watch us break down all things Denver Broncos. With that said, let's continue the conversation on wide receiver here. It's super important right now in Broncos country. There are some impact players, I think, available at the wide receiver position that maybe Denver could, if they wanted to, make a splash for. And I think it's important. Like the number one guy who comes to mind still as the time that we're recording this is Odell Beckham Jr., right? And he recently came out on social media because there was a report that said he wants $20 million per year. And I think you and I have talked about that. I don't think that any team or not even the Broncos would want to do that considering he is coming off of an ACL. He looks good. I mean, he looks sizable. He looks like he pulled on a lot of muscle. He's still moving really well. That's a great sign to see. He has a lot of time between now and training camp to get even better to be ready for the regular season. He even came out and said, like, who said I wanted $20 million per year? He said, I just don't want $4 million per year. So it's like, all right, hey, you have some middle ground. Denver can find a way if they want to. Now, we know they didn't send their contingent to his workout in Arizona. I know that there was some frustration there. Maybe Denver had eyes or maybe Denver's had some contact with it, right? We talked about the previous links to Russell Wilson working with OBJ, trying to recruit him back when he was in Seattle. You look at Sean Payton, who's expressed interest in OBJ in the past before. These ties, I think, still linger a little bit, even though it's not public, right? Everything we see Denver do, 
Sarah, it's not public. They're not doing anything that is putting public perception on them right now. And I think that's a good thing. So there is Odell Beckham Jr. as primarily maybe one of the best options that are available in the free agency market. And if you sign him, here's the deal. You don't necessarily have to get rid of any of your guys. Right. And I think Odell Beckham Jr., Cody, for my money, he's going to be the best acquisition that any team makes at wide receiver in this offseason. I'm not trying to call my shot and say that he's going to put up the best numbers. He may. He may not. But what I'm saying is I think that the process of getting him, the guy who used to be a superstar in the league, the guy who barely a calendar year ago was just working people in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's a move that I would want to make as a general manager in the NFL. So I guess I I don't know. I guess at this point, if if he's not going to go to the Broncos, I guess we hope that he doesn't go to the Kansas City Chiefs or something like that. Right. So that would be disastrous, in my opinion. There's also guys like Kenny Galladay, another former giant, kind of fits that size profile. Let's say the Broncos maybe do try to keep their wide receiver room intact, but they want some depth in case, hey, we're, we're thinking maybe Tim Patrick's recovery. We're not exactly sure how that's all going to turn out, which I think is a reasonable expectation, right? I don't think it's, I, I think it's unreasonable to expect him to come back. I, I know we want to get excited for Tim and I am excited for Tim to come back. And I hope if he, if he does happen to hear this, Cody, that I, I would love for him to know that this doesn't mean that we're not excited for him to come back, but like, look, the Broncos have been burned the last few years with guys coming back from injury, then struggling in the following year whether it's continually struggling with injury again not looking quite like themselves so maybe Kenny Galladay could come in and give you some depth give you some you know help you sleep at night a little bit I, I think there's something to that like we talked about in the first segment really loading up that deck stacking that deck at wide receiver so that you can feel good about your depth at that position. You know what it does too? When you load up the deck like that, it gives you options that teams could have potential interest in down the road. And so if the Broncos are so intent on trading somebody away, maybe they have a guy that does step up that are like, hey, you know what? We're going to trade for this guy because he's providing an impact. You have three other guys, four other guys in your roster right now that are producing. It is a smart management move here. I'm not opposed to that because Kenny Galladay is coming off of a situation in New York where he got paid big bucks after being a really impact player in Detroit several years ago, things were a disaster for him in New York, right? So he's looking to rebuild his image, which in my opinion, won't necessarily cost as much as uh, I think some of the other premier names like the OBJs of the world. I think that would be maybe a low risk, high reward potential opportunity. I think a lot of these guys are going to mention low risk, high reward, which brings me to McCall Hardman, you know, AFC West division rival. We've seen the Broncos are not a stranger to going inside the division and grabbing guys. Michael Burton, you know, you, you get other guys in the mix too. You mentioned Joe Lombardi OC for the Chargers last year. You know, you go and you get Jarrett Stidham from the Raiders. Being able to get a guy like McCole Hardman who simply was just kind of phased out because Kansas City really invested in a lot of that depth at wide receiver and they've got a system right now that's in place that maybe could add another guy there. I like McCole Hardman. He gives you an option in the return game, a really dangerous one as we have seen throughout his NFL career. He has explosive tools to him that I think would thrive in Sean Payton's offense. And then there's another guy as well. That's right, DJ Chark. Cody, one of my personal favorites, was a pro bowler in 2019, just like Cortland Sutton was. They came in the same draft class. I believe they were both second-round picks as well in that 2018 draft. So DJ Chark played last year for the Detroit Lions, proved that, hey, I can still be a valuable deep threat in this league. Doesn't get a high volume of targets, but I think in this kind of an offense, he's he's that type of guy that you can rely on. You need to take a shot downfield. I think he is going to give some team just a huge 
advantage in that department, right? Just stretching the field vertically. I love the idea of bringing him in, especially when you talk about the Broncos ha- don't really have somebody who does that consistently with, I mean, he's six four. Four three speed. They've got guys that can win vertically, but DJ Chark has a unique set of skills that kind of makes him a mismatch in that department. So I really like the idea of adding him, especially because right now we're in the stage of free agency where you're probably looking at more short-term deals, maybe one or two-year deals. You're not talking about a long-term commitment to a guy who's had some injury issues. You're talking about a flyer on somebody that can make your team better and give you something that you maybe don't necessarily have. Put some pressure on the guys around him too. Like you bring in somebody like DJ Chark or like you mentioned, Nicole Hardman. I mean, those guys could come in and legitimately apply pressure if they stay healthy. If they if they start making plays in OTAs and training camp, they can apply pressure to the guys ahead of them on the depth chart, right? So that's where those one-year deals come into play because you're not just talking about on-field contributions for the Broncos in 2023, but you would also be looking at, like you mentioned, maybe somebody calls uh, regarding a trade and offers something better around training camp or roster cuts. Maybe you get a compensatory draft pick if that guy balls out in 2023 and then leaves after the season. There's so many different factors to this that's it's it's way more than, well, the Broncos don't have cap space to do this. It's like, well, think about the long-term and, and even short-term impact of this, both on the field and off. Well, you you talk about the ties that bind, right? With DJ Chark, who did he spend time with last year? The Detroit Lions. Who was with the Detroit Lions last year that's now in the Broncos? John Morton, who Dan Campbell has said is was one of the more important guys that they had in terms of their offensive success, which it was crazy last year thinking, that, hey, the Detroit Lions have one of the best offenses in football and Denver is one of the worst. Like it was, it was weird thinking about that ideology being flipped, but man, you know, it does make sense. And who's got better Intel on DJ Chark than a guy like John Morton. Yeah. I think it's something that, you know, Hey, something to consider at this point, I wouldn't be opposed. I'm eager to hear what Broncos country has to think about this down below in the YouTube comments. Or if you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting platform, make sure you tweet us on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL at Sir Bettinger at locked on Broncos. But on today's episode of the show, we're going to continue on who are some wide receivers, maybe some veterans who are underrated, not being talked about enough in NFL free agency that could come in and provide great value to the Broncos. You'll get that on today's episode of the show. This episode is brought to you by our friends over there at Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game app, and if you have not tried it, you need to because if you've ever dreamed about being a general manager, now you can have a little bit of an authentic experience all in the palm of your hand on your smartphone with an app that doesn't require Wi-Fi. You can play anywhere. You can play on the go. Ultimate Football GM allows you to be in complete control of your franchise. Every decision you make, whether that's free agency, the draft, assembling your coaching staff, playing through the season, changing your scheme, all of it has an effect and it has an outcome, whether it be positive or negative. You are in complete control with the Ultimate Football GM app. It's all in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free. It's playable offline. You can play on the go as you want and when you want to. And Locked On Broncos listeners, they get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. 
who are some under-the-radar wide receivers that could come in and make an impact for the Denver Broncos. Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day on your favorite audio podcasting platform or whether you watch on YouTube. We appreciate you so much. Continuing on the conversation, wide receiver is the key right now in Denver as the Broncos are currently pushing pause on making any moves in free agency as the time that we are recording this. We talked about some big impact wide receivers that are available. Let's talk about some other guys that are maybe under the radar, underrated, not being talked about enough in free agency that could come in and provide value to the team. And it also goes to support the notion that I said, if you bring in one of these guys, you do not necessarily have to get rid of any of the guys that you have, which I think is a good thing to have more options for the Broncos offense. I want to talk about one of the top guys, and that's Jarvis Landry. Obviously has some former ties to the New Orleans Saints. He's been a guy that has really struggled the last couple of years with injuries, right? But you don't need to bring in a guy like Jarvis Landry to come in and be a 1,000-yard receiver, right? If these guys that we're going to talk about, including Jarvis Landry, if they come in, if they move the chains on third down, they provide an outlet option for Russell Wilson. They're efficient inside the red zone. They're catching touchdowns. It's worth it. It's not necessarily about, oh, you know, you need a 1,000-yard receiver. Denver can spread that production around. They might even have one or two guys that go over 1,000 yards themselves this season, but it's not always about that. I feel like we get so fixated Often at times, you know, whether we're fans, analysts, just in general, well, this guy has to have over a thousand yards in order to be worth it. I don't necessarily think that's the value because Tim Patrick several years ago didn't have over a thousand yards, but you know what he had? He had six touchdowns. That to me, I think is value. I think we look at efficiency in different ways and that's okay. But I think in the bigger picture, it's about what type of value can you bring to the table? A guy like Jarvis Landry, in my opinion, coming into this offseason, fully healthy, gives him a chance to, I think, be a guy that you can plug in and he can produce for you. He doesn't need to be a big world beater, though, in my opinion. So there's there's Jarvis here. I'm eager for your thoughts on him. There's also some other intriguing options out there as well. Yeah, I like the idea of Jarvis Landry. Like you mentioned, it's all about resetting expectations based on the investment that you make, right? If you're talking about bringing a guy in to be a role player, that's what you're expecting him to come in and be. I think Jarvis Landry could be effective in that way. Marvin Jones, I I got a chance to watch quite a bit of the Jaguars last year, Cody, as I cover the NFL as well as the Denver Broncos for for a different website. And I think that, you know, watching the Jaguars, you see Marvin Jones constantly popping up with big clutch catches right and that's exactly what you're saying like nobody's gonna sit here and say oh yeah Marvin Jones he's a top 20 wide receiver in the NFL I think a lot of times like uh, we get caught up in this idea that if you're gonna go out and make an acquisition at a position like this it has to be for a guy who's like you said he's gonna go off for a thousand yards or 12 touchdowns or something it doesn't have to be that what if he comes in and he helps you you know win a couple of games because he made a big catch in the red zone on third down or he like you said he moved the chains late in a game that allowed you to extend a drive and then you just continue to pound the ball and score a touchdown after their big catch. I think that's what you're looking for from these guys. These guys are veterans. They're savvy. They know what they're doing out there. They know where a quarterback wants them to be. Players like Jarvis Landry, Marvin Jones, those two types of guys that could work from the slot, I think they could really do damage for a team like Denver, especially when you're talking about situational football, being better in the details. Well, let's talk about another guy who used to be a really big name wide receiver, right? And over the last couple of years, injuries and production have kind of gone down in a big way for him. Julio Jones, a free agent. And look, he spent time in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady, had a couple of big catches for them last season, but you know, he wasn't the Julio of old, right? You're not asking him 
to come in and be the Julio of old, though he may be able to find it. You just never know in a situation like this as he's getting older. Not only is he a very experienced 10-year veteran, he'd be great for the room there. He is, in my opinion, also another reliable security blanket option for a guy like Russell Wilson. Look, if you're really trying to maximize your investment in a quarterback and you hope that he turns things around after an abysmal season last year, you surround him with as many weapons as possible. Because going back to your point earlier in the show, there was time where Cortland missed time this year due to injury. Tim Patrick missed the entire year. KJ missed a a good portion of the season with his injury that he had. And then Jerry missed a good stretch after the ankle injury he suffered a little bit in that week 10 matchup. So for me, when I look at all these things, Sarah, I think about it and I, I say to myself, okay, you need a guy to step up. You need a guy who's been there before. Julio is exactly that. I would not be opposed to Julio coming in on a one or two year deal and being a guy that, you know, is a big presence inside that locker room. I think that's also something that you need because you can't be relying on guys as much as we like Jalen Virgil, Brandon Johnson. If you're relying on those guys to win games, something's wrong. I, I think so. you're spot on, Cody, to be honest with you. It's just as I'm sitting here reflecting on what has been going on with the Broncos at the wide receiver position, I'm starting to think in my head like, man, let's let, there's other teams out there that do this. They kind of they stack the deck. I'm going to say it again. They stack the deck. They add players at reasonable prices. And you're like, why is this team signing Julio Jones or why is this team signing Marvin? Jo- why are they signing all these different players like the 49ers do this a lot? They sign a lot of former first players at positions they're already strong at why because why wouldn't you take a shot on guys like that if the price is right I, I love that they do that I love that you know other teams do that as well like I, I can't think of a ton off the top of my head but the 49ers certainly come to mind the Chiefs come to mind they they signed John Ross to a futures deal and as I see that move Cody I'm thinking to myself why would you not try to do stuff like that right why would you not try I realize he may not play for them at all but that's not the point the point is that you're bringing John Ross into a very healthy environment where it's like, hey, if it goes well, we just got a, a John Ross for nothing. And Even if, if Justin Ross, well, <laughs> Justin Ross, exactly. It's it, like, why, why would you not do that? So I just I, I wish the Broncos would do more stuff like that. It, it hasn't really been the M.O. of George Payton. But another name that's going to pop up until it stops, until he is actually traded is DeAndre Hopkins. Right. I'm sure a lot of people will ask questions about that. Don't know where the Broncos are at right now in terms of trading draft capital. I think it's fair to wonder about his name, Cody, being floated out there because, well, you did have interest in Alan Lazard. You did have interest in Adam Thielen. Those guys were free agents and not, you know, trade candidates, obviously. But I think the the point that you're making remains. You want a guy out there who's done it before at a high, at the highest level, who you may be able to get him for pennies on the dollar compared to, I know the, the Texans didn't really trade him for much back in the day. You may be able to get him for a reasonable price and you throw out an extension. Like this is another thing. Like people are talking about these contracts, like the Broncos don't have the money. They have the money and you don't need to DeAndre Hopkins. He's not 25, 26 years old anymore. You don't have to sign him to a five or six year extension worth hundreds of millions of dollars. You're probably talking about an extension to kick the can down the road versus an extension to really hamper your franchise. So there's things like this that to me, it's like, well, if he's available for a third or fourth round pick, who are you going to get that's better than him? And like you said, you're trying to maximize the window with Russell Wilson right now. Clearly the Broncos are doing that, by the way. 
I just don't, I don't know. I, I see some people who are very opposed to that. Some people who are all for it. So it's interesting to throw all these names out there. I'm all for the Broncos bringing in as many of them as they can fit on the depth chart. I think you can't go wrong when you do something like that. I also want to throw it out there as well. Allen Robinson is also available for trade for the LA Rams. And we know that George Payton has a history of trading with the Rams. They have a great relationship there. That is also another option for a guy who didn't necessarily work out in LA the way that many people had hoped and intended for. Once again, you're not looking to bring in a world beater. Broncos country, we are eager for your thoughts on the wide receiver position. Some of the names that we discussed and we threw out, is there a name that we missed that we should be talking about as well? Drop in the YouTube comments down below or tweet us on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Locked On Broncos. We appreciate you so much for tuning in. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast so you get the latest episode as soon as it is made available. Thank you so much for rocking with us here. Lockdown Broncos, Sarah and myself. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode of the show.